You're listening to the Over 50 Entrepreneur, the podcast that's dedicated to the business builders who are only getting started when most are winding down. This is the place to discover how to create more freedom from your business while growing the value of your business. Now here's your host, Rick Hadrava. Hey guys, Rick Hadrava here. Hey, listen, you might or might not know, but we've been doing some special episodes of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast designed to bring a faster paced um, amount of resources, information, stories, uh, things that might be useful to us during these times as entrepreneurs. So on this first show, we, we're actually combining on this show um, two of my friends, Matt Tipton of YHR and Eric Weisgarber of the AMG team. So both of these are relevant in their own. They're shorter versions. Um, we're combining them for a longer episode, but I think you'll enjoy both of those. So without further ado, let's launch right into today's program. Hey, you guys, this is Rick Hadrava once again with the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast Special Edition. I reached out to my HR buddy, Matt Tipton from YHR. You maybe heard him on a recent podcast that we did. I thought it would be good in these times to hear from HR as small businesses all over the place are having to make some really challenging decisions. And we want to make sure that we're thinking through all that. And so let's just get right to it. And I'm going to welcome to the Epic Studios, Matt Tipton. Matt, hey, thanks for joining me today. Hey, great to be here, Rick. I I appreciate the opportunity and I know it's under some difficult circumstances, but uh, certainly, you know, uh, happy to provide information and just uh, connect with business owners out there. Absolutely. Well, listen, so we've been in this thing for a while now, and it has it's been amazing that it has immediately impacted so many business owners yeah. and bus- businesses. What are some of the what are some of the major challenges that you're seeing with the people that you're talking to? Well, the biggest challenges have been everybody is now, you know, obviously looking at their, their staff. I mean, they're looking at their, uh, their pipeline, their revenues, and at what point does the valve shut off and uh, what can they sustain? Um, It's a, it's a tough question. One that, especially in a, just a roaring economy that we've had, uh, that just hasn't been on the forefront, and um, and now it's there, and everybody's struggling with you know laying off versus uh, is that a, is that a good thing to do? Should I should I allow my employees just to go out and get unemployment? Is that the better move than reducing their hours, or should I uh, create a furlough situation? And what about insurance? There's just a there's a lot of there's a lot of balls to juggle right now, and uh, I will say the consistent theme is that everybody wants to do right by their employees, and they're just trying to figure out that equation for them. Well, you know, the thing that struck me with some of the relief bill that's coming out is, you know, it's a lot easier to keep people employed than to lay them off uh, from from two perspectives, and this is in my view, so correct me, please, if I'm wrong, but first um, – it's hard. It takes cost, time, financial, all those things to get 
people rehired when we go through that process. So on the back end of this, you know, you when you're scaling back up and you need to add people, um, when you lay people off, you've just you've just added a new thing to your to-do list in the future. But the other side is when people are unemployed from a personal standpoint, it takes them longer to get back in the workforce. I, I, I got to believe that that's some of the, some of the reasoning behind um, trying to support small business and employees um, through this whole thing. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's one of the things that we're trying to do just as fast as we can is educate business owners on what's coming out of Washington with these relief bills, um, especially with the family first uh, coronavirus, coronavirus relief hack that just uh, that was kind of the first one, uh, first wave to come through that these these aren't there to, to penalize or put burdens on businesses. By if it, it takes a little bit to read through it and some education, and there's a lot of it out there. Um, but it, it's, it's speaking exactly to what you said. The government wants to get to a point, and we all want to get to that point, that when the light switch goes back on, you want to have as short a runway as possible to be operating immediately. And the, so the goal here is to keep people employed, even if they're not working. And to to as much as possible, to to much degree as possible, and because uh, that's where that's where we want to get to when we come out the other side. And I know not everybody's going to be able to do that, but that is an important note that you make uh, economically for all of us that people get right back because the curve. And we know this: anytime you hire a new employee, there's always there's a learning curve, a training curve, uh, an efficiency curve. Uh, you can go all the way down the list that is only going to delay the recovery even more um, the more we have to lay off. And that's exactly right. Makes all the sense in the world. So it's just really um, a challenge for business owners. And I think you're right. I think most business owners are, you know, what I see and what really gets me excited is I see so many business owners stepping up the the leadership that we need through this time. It, it's not coming through the government. It's coming through our business owners, our business leaders, right. and um, they're looking for ways to keep people employed. In the instances where they have to let people go, what are some of the concerning things that you're seeing um, that we might want to share with our audience so they can think about it if they're struck with that with that obstacle? Absolutely. So there's there's a there's a a certain path that you want to go down in making this decision. The first of which is if you have, uh, if let's say you offer employee benefits or you have a 401k vesting, or you have a certain vacation time that's been accrued for your employees. um, There's certain language that you want to use uh, mainly to communicate with your employees. So they understand where they stand. Uh, If they, if you do have to take them from however many hours they're working today down to zero, uh, meaning that they can go file for unemployment, that are they on a furlough or are you officially laying them off? And those are two different things. And, and I know it's a, it's a little bit in the, in the verbiage and the words, but it means something. And being able to be on a furlough is unpaid leave, but you're still active with the company and it, there's not disruption in coming back in and still being vested in all of those things that you've spent all these years, you know, giving into a company. Uh, giving back to a company, and um, and that's important. And so that's kind of step one is if we just lay people off, what are they going to lose? And maybe a furlough is a better way to go. Both get you to the, get the employee to the same spot of being able to go and apply for unemployment, 
um, which we're going to see some unemployment relief come out of this as well. That's a, that's to come, but um, that that is important language, and it's those factors that you really want to to dive into. Uh, keeping employees' uh, group health insurance active during this time uh, is essential, uh, so that they, you know, as an employer, being able to make payments on that for your employee while they go get unemployment. Um, that's a big deal. And it goes right back to the previous question you had. And what we talked about is that retention factor of, again, getting them right back in the workforce as quickly as possible. Um, for those that don't have the luxury of maybe right now offering uh, a lot of those types of benefits that I mentioned, you know, that's just going to become a communication tool between you and your employees of, you know, I'm going to lay, I'm going to have to lay you off today, but the full intention is to bring you back and, um, and to allow you to go get unemployment. Uh, one other thing I will say to that is the good thing, uh, one of the things, I say the good thing, but there are different versions of this in every state, but um, you can apply for partial unemployment. We do have employers that are going and reducing hours from 40 hours down to 10 hours um, or just cutting them in half uh, in hours, and you can still, employees can go file for partial benefits and uh, I don't think that's being communicated really well right now, but we're working through working with employers to help them communicate that that to their employees as well. But I think that's really good information to know. Um, you know, Matt, so I'm sitting here thinking as I'm listening to you, you know, big companies have internal HR departments and, and resources at the disposal of their managers and, and CEOs, but many of the small businesses they don't. And um, where is a good place for a business owner to turn if they need to, you know, just kind of take a checklist of things so that, you know, because it's not always right in front of us as we're in the moment and we're just trying to navigate through, you know, the, the triage of things that are in front of us in the day. Um, is, there a, is there a place they can go to kind of get some access to resources to help them through the decision making process? I will say, um, just for what it's worth, I know a lot of people probably don't like to dive into government websites, but um, the Department of Labor really has put out some good information. And if you go to the Department of Labor, DOL.gov, and even looking at the new act that was just passed, the Family First Coronavirus Response Act, um, as well as details on unemployment and a lot of the things that I just discussed, they're doing a, a good job of updating that information and, and pushing it out. Now, I understand that it is, uh, it's a lot to wade through, and I completely get that, um, but certainly that's a good place to start. And then obviously if you have a strong uh, contacts with whether it's a business attorney that you're working with, there is a lot of information these law firms uh, that are specifically employer-based law firms are pumping out information just as quickly as possible. And, uh, and there's been some great information coming out. Uh, um, and, and, and even that's where a lot of the information is flown into me as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got some great uh, attorneys in the community and they're specialized in this and, and that's a great place to reach out as well. Well, Matt, you know, I told you this is going to be short and sweet. Um, sure. So any, parting advice um, that you'd like to share with the audience before we let you go? The biggest thing is do not be afraid to ask questions and reach out for information. Um, you know, one of the things that our firm, and I put it out there to just about every pipeline, uh, you know, referral individual that I, that I work with, that includes, you know, obviously yourself and so many others that are, that work with 
a pipeline of clients like benefit brokers and that not, and we've put ourselves out to them to say, hey, if anybody has questions, reach out, go to our website, send us an email, schedule 30 minutes. And, and uh, this is just us putting that out there. Like we, this is information people need to know. And uh, this is not a time to, to hold back. And so the biggest thing is to ask questions um, and, you know, try to put that strategy together. Uh, don't feel like that you're at a loss and you just have to lay everybody off tomorrow. Um, let's talk it out. Let's go through it. Look at those examples. And I've had some great conversations with business owners all over the country. Uh, I've had two conversations with two completely different businesses in Oregon here recently, uh, two different situations. And it was good that they had that conversation because that's exactly where they were headed just to lay everybody off. And then by the end, they're like, you know, we don't have to do that. And because of the resources between the state and the different agencies, and now being a little bit more educated uh, in this stuff that is literally coming out by the minute, um, they have a now they have a plan. They have a people strategy to go with their their new business strategy. Well, you know, I know I've sent some folks your way with que- that had questions here recently, and so I want to end the show um, with a simple: How do people get a hold of you, Matt? How do they how do they connect if they do have HR questions as they're going through these these issues? Our website uh, is probably the best way to go just because as soon as you go to our website, there's a pop-up screen. And uh, so you don't have to search for it. It pops right up and uh, you can send us a message. And we did that intentionally because we do want you uh, to, again, ask questions. That's the name of the game. And and our our website is www.whyhr.guru. So that's yhr.guru. And uh, just just get a hold of it. And I, uh, I assure you we'll be able to make time and set an appointment. And, uh, you know, we want everybody to succeed in this. And uh, whatever we can do to help, we're happy to do so. Well, you definitely are the guru in my mind. So I appreciate you being on the show and sharing. Guys, you've been listening to a special edition of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, as always, be sure to check out our website, www.epicsbiz.com. That's epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast for this episode with show notes and resources. Also, if you'd like to join, if you're a business owner and would like to join our new Friday call. We just did one here recently. It was very successful. We'd love for you to join us. All you have to do is email me at rick at epicsbiz.com. Let me know your name, your, your contact information, and we will make sure to send you out a private invitation for that group. Until next time, I, I appreciate you listening. And remember, we're only getting started. Hey guys, this is Rick Adrava once again with another special edition of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. You know, I've been doing a series of these over the last couple of weeks, and my goal is to have shorter versions of some conversations with people that I like, I know, I respect, that I think can bring some value out there. And I'm just blessed to have a community of, of those people. I'm so lucky to have Eric Weisgarber with me today. He is a friend of mine that I've known for a number of years, and he also is the owner of Analytics Marketing and Growth, or known as AMG. Um, and I think we're going to have some good conversations that you get a lot out of. So why don't we just get right to it and welcome Eric to the Epic Studios. Eric, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me, Rick. I hope I, I'm going to do everything I can in the, in the brief time together to provide as much value to your audience as possible. 
Well, why don't we just dig in? And I think the first question, and I've been asking this a lot, is, you know, what's going on? How are you being impacted by the events that we're all living through right now? Um, you know, like everybody else, I mean, it's um, it's it's a hectic time for us. It's a very busy, optimistic time. Uh, I feel very blessed that we're in a position to uh, take our business and a trend that's happening across the globe, especially in the United States, where people are trying to hyper-target, be very innovative and revenue-driven with their marketing and advertising dollars and trying to increase their productivity to lower costs and, and uh, overhead and those sorts of things that we're positioned to help them increase their revenue uh, in those three categories. So, Eric, in the work that you do, have the clients, have, have you been interacting with the clients on a normal basis? And what what are you getting back from them in this environment? Because you work with a lot of business owners, if I if I understand that correctly. Yeah, ton of business owners. And, um, you know, one of the first things that uh, the other owners that I run around with and talk to and share things with, we're all kind of doing the same thing uh, in, in that we're, we're every time that we can replace an email with a phone call, uh, we are. And right now we're not trying to sell uh, all of our stuff. We're just really trying to reach out and have genuine relationships, provide value where we can, um, listen, make sure that they're okay. We're checking with everybody and um, we're learning what they need to do. And and frankly, everybody's in the same spot right now. They need to read. They need to do a heck of a lot more with less people and less resources. And so we're listening to that. We're sharing what we can do for them and um, and what they can do on their own if we see opportunity for them to do that and kind of coach them through it and and kind of follow uh, their lead in that area. But everybody's going through the same thing right now. So, you know, one of the themes that I'm getting from business owners when I'm talking to them is, you know, there's a little bit of a slowdown, but that's actually been a good thing because they're able to focus on those things that they needed to get to. And yeah. you know, one of the challenges I imagine with you, and I see this sometimes in the work that I do, is getting business owners to sit down and do the things they need to do. They're busy, right? And yeah. so are you – so is that kind of – would you say that's the core of what you're seeing as well then, is a little bit of slowdown allowing you to have those conversations? Uh, yes, I do see a lot of that. In fact, um, the more mature owners are really more open-minded to taking calls right now and – and just hearing what are you doing? How are you helping people? Uh, what are you hearing other people doing? Uh, because everybody wants to kind of uh, borrow brilliance right now. And so yeah. they're, they're open-minded. It, and you, you hit on it. Um, this is a great time to solidify your client base, your network, your relationships, um, sure. because we will get on the other side of this thing. And, you know, I had a conversation with somebody today who really is in an emotional spot. And, you know, we my goal is to try to get people unstuck. Right. And and part of what we're doing is, look, we, we all know there's challenges. We all have our own unique challenges. Um, but we we've got a community of really bright people with capabilities and solutions. And we just have to see if we can connect those and, and bring those together. Because on the other side, I, I think in knowing a little bit about the work that you're doing, Eric, I think on the other side, it sets you up for bigger success uh, when things start to normalize a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, give us an example of what, um, 
you know, some of the work that you're doing right now, when you sit down with somebody, um, because I want to share that experience with our audience. So maybe they're, they're thinking about how they're going about doing their marketing and growth plan and, you know, some insights that you might be willing to share. Yeah. I'll dive right into it. I can kind of just kind of uh, maybe briefly rattle off the three categories that we do and how we think about it in terms of a formula, our clients know us and that's who we're spending the most time with uh, other than, you know, kind of those who get referred into us or that we've marketed to in the past and are now kind of wanting to have a conversation. But the formula for us is that it's, it's data science multiplied by very innovative targeted marketing, uh, typically digital, also uh, some traditional in that. And then, multiplying that by productivity enablement. And so uh, we're very systems driven about what we do and come into a business and, uh, you know, take out, you know, 15 minutes of something that you do three times a day, you're saving 45 minutes and there's 10 people in the office doing it. You know, if people are having to let people go right now, they're needing I don't forget what word you use for, but we can, we call those breakthroughs and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're not trying to necessarily let them get rid of people. That's that's a decision they need to make. But we want to save as much time as possible for these non-revenue producing activities that people have to do. We want to make them as paperless as possible. And we want to integrate all the systems that they have so they can be remote. And um, and we need to narrow down and, and kind of automate their priorities with the data science things that we can do. And we got to get really honed in on micro-targeting and using multiple channels uh, so that people can shorten their sales cycles, only target really what matters right now uh, with the tighter teams and resources that they have and and, uh, and Eric, make it through. Them. Eric, would you do me a favor? Sure. Walk me through like, you know, data, innovation, di- getting systems, getting real driven. That's all technical. And um, can you give us a like a real life example of what that might look like um, when when you're doing that work for a company? Just sure. one one area it doesn't have to be the whole process, but just one specific area to give us an example. Sure, we're working with the Oklahoma State uh, Chamber of Commerce right now, and uh, they are a wonderful company. They've got a great new leader. I I know the man well, um, or fairly well. Our kids go to the same school and stuff, and uh, he's a fantastic leader. He knows that this needs to happen. He's got great data. He's had some great. Uh, resources brought to his attention by a a wonderful consultant that he has. And I believe that we're the execution team. He knows that the data that's coming into the chamber is in four different categories. He's got some data science already done. What we're doing is we're taking that science and we're, we're making it actionable inside of a sales force so that his team can be really efficient and effective with their time. Right now, they're having a hard time getting in front of maybe 20 people per sales rep in a month's time. And I think we're going to be able to get them in front of somewhere between 60 and 100 uh, within the next 60 days. And so we're learning what those systems are that they need to make that happen and in implementing that inside of their system, inside of Salesforce for them in that case. So Eric, in that, in, in, in that theme, is it simply the outcome amplifies because you're able to ramp up the volume? Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people need sales help. And so what's happening is you can take, for instance, there's a there's a math equation that we do. It's a general kind of thing. But you can have five reps and they're going to have a business development team or you know, and they're going to get a 10 percent contact ratio throughout the year. That team's going to get 30,000 calls out the door. 
it's going to result in, say, 3,000 conversations that whittle down into 600 meetings that create 180 opportunities. And let's say for this business, they're creating you know, $1.8 million in, in pipeline revenue. You're not going to get more time out of those people. They're highly productive people. They're great people. They got the right people on the team. But if you put the right systems in place, you can make it so that the data tells them who to target and they're spending their time with the right people. It means that their conversations are going to go up. They'll go from 3,000 conversations to 9,000 conversations. And then the rest of the chart really kind of flows in their conversions of each one of those stages better. So you don't get 600 meetings. You get 1,800 meetings and you get 540 opportunities and you get 5.4 million dollars in your pipeline and whatever your conversion percentage is today we didn't turn anybody into a better closer in this right. process we gave them more opportunities to close with the right people so a couple questions that come to my mind is in this environment um are people buying right and and um if they're not this still makes sense to me from this vein is um, there's two things we can do in business. It's innovate and market, right? That's and right. we have to have the message out there. And Peter so, Jeff. right, Peter. And, and so that's what I really hear you saying, but let's say somebody's listening to this, Eric, and they don't, they like it, but they don't have the, the budget to engage this. Um, how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we've got a great client. He's an attorney. Called me and said, "I need to save my team. I'm spending, you know, uh, you know, ten thousand dollars a month in marketing with you, and I know that you do, you know, targeted data and you do systems development. You know, I'm going to reduce my budget down to ten percent of what I was spending, and so I need you to take this budget. What and what could you do with it? And I and so we." We spent immediately three hours just driving in home on he, he before he wanted to go after a wide swath of people. And so we couldn't convince him to go super micro targeted. And so and, and that was fine with him. That ROI for him. But right now he said, you know, what's my best of the best? And so we went straight to our Pareto's principle, you know, yep. looked at the 80-20, scored his existing you know, clients and, pro, and, and, and mirrored that and scored the prospects as a result of that. Yep. You know, found that top 10 percent. That's the nicest cream of the crop you can go for. And, you know, we're going to be able to do the setup and the data science within that thousand bucks. And then going forward, thousand dollars isn't a lot of money. But, you know, we're going to be able to get three different um, things that we're doing for him in marketing that really hits these people frequently who are in market buyers, essentially, for that law firm. And you don't typically think of law firms and in market buyers. But I mean. You know, we did it. And and so I'm curious, staying with the law firm, um, how do you how do you qualify that market? Well, I didn't have to qualify it. I you know, we see who we see who's giving revenue, we see all the attributes and the demographics about the people, but we also see the sales cycle behavior in the in the decision science that we're looking at. And uh, you know, we see who the conversion is. And so this, these aren't his biggest clients. It's who closes most often and he needs money now. So that's what he wanted his score to be driven toward. That makes a lot of sense in this environment, right? And, right. and there's a lot of businesses where cash flow has, I mean, we're only a few weeks in and cash flow has 
evaporated for a number of businesses. So that right. that's, that's interesting. I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, the thing that, that strikes me as I'm listening to you is, you know, right now, so many people are focused on triaging, right, what they can. And really, you're a conduit to be able to do in the other stuff, which is looking out ahead and keep not only short term, but I got to imagine the work that you do lays the it plants the seeds, if you will, for future growth in the organizations. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's pointed this way. Everybody's trying to save money and make more money. And everybody's trying to automate. Everybody's trying to get everything to the cloud. And they got a thousand things they're trying to do. But right now, it couldn't be more important to tighten who you're going after, know who you're targeting, why you're targeting them, and to be able to have the resources you can spend on marketing to be very innovative, to be as close to the buying time timing that you can and hit them multiple ways because they're still going to do 90% of the work on by themselves. And so you got to be able to stay in front of them with kind of this lead generation slash type branding to that right audience. And when the leads are coming in, you need to be able to do it with less people right now because, you know, folks are letting folks off. And so you got to go into the productivity enablement piece if you can inside of that budget and tighten up and automate their, their processes and workflows. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, let's let's say that we have somebody that maybe isn't doing that today. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is step one for a business owner? Maybe even before they reach out to somebody like you, they're looking at things right now. Is there is there some advice or an exercise or a thought process that you can take them through um, to evaluate that kind of situation? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's. They know the answers. It's in their head. They need the right people to be able to talk to. They know who their best friends are. It's it's the other business owners. It's the other leaders. It's guys like you and me and everybody else that have gone through this. We've been through lots of pain in our lifetimes and found solutions to it. And in our case, we turned it into a business of alleviating that the, that pain in these three categories. And so, you know, that's where we start. We don't assume we're we're not going in for the clothes. You know, we're, we're just trying to be that person, you know, right. so they don't have that somebody, you know, they can call us and they go, I've got a problem and I might be able to fix it myself. And I just need guided in the right way. So I, you know, we've got a lot of that coming in right now because of who we are. And so I started a, an email address that said DIY advice at the AMG team.com. Send it here. If you want to do it yourself and we'll answer your question as quickly as we can point you in the right direction. If you want a different solution, you want to start a conversation, doesn't mean we're going to try and turn you into a client. You might not have the resources right now, but you might want to just get it in your head on what needs to be done so you can start thinking it through and talking to people. And so we, you know, productivity enablement at the amgteam.com, explain the situation as best as you can. And if it looks like something we can help you with, somebody on our team is going to send you an invite with a bunch of choices on it for you to choose from. It goes into both of our calendars for us to talk to you for 15 to 30 minutes, depending on how big your problem is. And if it's not us that can fix it, we're going to refer you to a direct place that can so that you don't have to get marked up by us in the process of getting fixed. Right. Well, I like that approach. And I know that's always been kind of the way you've done business. And it's why I wanted to get you on the call today. And, you know, um, again, the emphasis is, trying to be resourceful for our business owner community and um, letting them know that there's resources. They don't have to be stuck. They don't have to be frozen. Um, they don't have to, to run. They, they just need to sit down and, and get around the right people like yourself um, so that they can start to work through 
the other side of this. And so, Eric, if somebody we, we've come to the end already, and I, I feel like we could spend a lot of time and I'll, I'll commit we're going to do it in the future. But how does somebody you, you've given out a couple addresses already. If somebody wants to get in touch or somebody wants to to see this, learn a little bit more, how do they do that? Sure. Uh, analytics, marketing, and growth. We're an Edmond, Oklahoma-based company, and um, you know you can send it to uh, sales team at the AMG team dot com, uh, or you can call us at 833-464-2641. And uh, we're going to respond very quickly to you and, and point you in the right direction. Well, I appreciate it, Eric. Always a good friend. Guys, you've been listening to a special edition of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Um I really, really appreciate you being on the show. And remember to go to our website at www.epicsbiz.com. That's www.epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast. You'll get this podcast with the notes and information on how you can reach Eric and his team. Also, check out the website for other resources. And if you would like to be a part of our Friday Zoom call networking group, it is just an email away, rick at epicsbiz.com, and we'll send you out the information and details on that. Until next time, thank you for listening. And remember, we're only getting started. The Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast is sponsored by Epic Business Advisory, where we help entrepreneurs escape the owner's trap, build businesses that can succeed without you, allowing you the opportunity to realize more freedom, think bigger, and pursue next-level goals. Download our freedom formula at epicsbiz.com formula. And remember, we're only getting started.